Hello. And welcome to episode 121 of Upstream with a Jimmy and a Midge. Hi, I'm a white person who just discovered hip-hop music half an hour ago. <laughs> and I'm Midge. Today we're discussing Wings Season 4, Episode 4, entitled Roy or Blackout Buggins, uh, which I misread the title when it first happened. It's like, okay, Blackout Buggins, what, does Roy, like, get really drunk and, like, forget? Uh, like, is this the hangover yeah, that was... but centered around Roy? Uh, but um, what it act, uh, but then the episode opens with Roy being frustrated that a, that a rapper is doing the national anthem for a Red Sox game and is and is rapping it, and uh, I was like, I, I I was watching it going, oh, 90, 92, This seems a little early yep. for network television to be comfortable uh, tackling uh, Roy's issues with racism and and then that's not what it was this was absolutely the time for network television to just accept this uh middle-aged man thinks that rap is a disgrace and just not have any commentary on that yes well i'm here to tell you that's because that's exactly how it was yeah absolutely yeah. i'm i'm not i mean this uh, Jimmy, this isn't my first '90s ball. This is my first '90s ball Obviously. game. Uh, Obviously, I, but I, this 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 episode in particular just brought back a lot of the '90s for me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this you know, uh, an episode that centers more. So th this episode at least does us the favor of having uh, Roy express a distaste for rap music, and then and then the plot moves on. Uh -huh. But there's also the news radio episode. <laughs> <laughs> where uh bill mcneil no yeah yeah bill mcneil sorry uh i worked with a uh a bill o'neill a very talented a young man uh mm. and and i can't and and ever since i've known uh the bill that i know i i have fucked up those names <laughs> um but yes yeah, so the real deal with bill mcneil um yeah. and uh the what you call it uh you know they, they they do a whole plot centered around bill loves mm -hmm. rap music but then he tur it turns <laughs> out that his stereo in his car has the bass all the way up and the treble all the way down and so then uh when uh joe rogan fixes it for him he goes yeah now you can hear the words he goes oh there are words and and, and then rap, he rap, goes rap. on the radio to talk about how rap music is evil because he heard the words. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's yeah, my that's my, my that's my I... book report on <laughs> that episode of Very good. Radio. Class, let's all give Mary Jane a big round of applause for sharing that with us. I'm now I, I've spent the last few months being like, why did we have to do book reports? And I realized that it was like just for the sake of demonstrating yeah. comprehension. But I'm also yeah. like, if you presented someone with a book report in any other context than like in a classroom, I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> being able to do a good book report is the least transferable skill that you learn in school. It's very true. Putting a condom on a banana is more transferable. Well, certainly with all the produce I've had sex with. Hey. Hey. And certainly all of the boom mics I've had to put condoms on. Remember, practice <laughs> safe sound, everyone. <laughs> 
if you've ever yeah. talked to a, a, a boom op uh, when it's raining outside, you will hear a uh, practice safe sound joke. Oh, good. Okay. Thanks for the heads up. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, <laughs> L.A. boom ops don't know that joke. Oh, no. Because it doesn't rain. So I guess that's true. And, and Philadelphia boom ops, because it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Obviously. Did you know the original title of that show was It's Always Sunny in Los Angeles? No. Or or something something akin to that. It was originally the show was originally about a bunch of actors in LA. That makes sense. And then they just didn't change the title like the when they changed of... the location. I and I always thought that was uh like I remember when that show my girlfriend at the time was super into that show. So mm-hmm. she was like the one who showed it to me. And in the opening credits, I started dying laughing, and she was like, what? And I go, these are all night shots. Mm-hmm. She, she hadn't caught that. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, oh, I didn't mean to be condescending. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I did really like I thought that was so funny right away. I was like, oh, maybe this is good. Mm-hmm. And it is. Yeah. It's a good show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I watched the first five seasons, and then I was like, okay, I'm, that's enough. Yeah, no, I, I, I shotgunned whatever was available on Netflix at the time that I shotgunned it. Like, I watched, like, yeah. 12, like, 11 seasons in a month, and yeah. then I've never gone back because it, I just kind of OD'd on it. Yeah. I did the same thing with South Park on. in 2008. South Park is also easy to OD on. I, I watched all of South Park in 2008, and then I've never watched an episode since. Well, of course, that's August, 10 years worth. August Jesus. of 2008. <laughs> Man, that's, I can't even imagine. Well, because that was also the summer between 8th grade and high school for me. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And so, I didn't have anything fucking going on. No, 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 no. Swim yeah. team had that, ended. That, that right. ends at the end of July. Right, and then you see you got all of August just wide open. Mm-hmm. My family had gotten a Roku. Netflix oh, nice. Instant, as it was known at the time, was uh, <laughs> a hot commodity. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was still kind of new. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I watched Netflix Instant. It wasn't until, like, 2010. But mm-hmm. I was dating another young lady. I used to date a lot. And uh, <laughs> Now you mostly yeah, catfit. What's that? I said, now you mostly catfit. Mostly, yeah. That's mostly my thing. Um, but we woke up or she's like you want to watch a movie and I was like sure what do you got and she turned to the Netflix and they said like Police Academy 2 and I was like are you shitting me absolutely dude (laughs) so I was like oh maybe this streaming isn't so bad because I wasn't I was not yet on board with streaming I still was very into physical media see streaming is how I first got into well Stella and then subsequently The State that makes sense. So I owe a lot to streaming. No, I, I like there are so many reasons. There are as many reasons I wish I had streaming when I was a kid as there are reasons I'm glad I did not. Oh, absolutely. Because you probably didn't put up with uh, – I mean, I think I got streaming at kind of a nice age where I didn't have streaming until like late middle school, which means I totally did some damage with it. But I didn't have it 
like, you know, I had some, I, I had some natural restraints in elementary school. I could only watch what was on the TiVo. Right. Right. <laughs> Kids no, these I mean, days, like, you say TiVo to them and they look at you sideways. When I was, when I was a kid, we had 50 channels and my parents were like blown away by that. And they're all the boomers. That was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, we only had three channels. And I was like, yeah, we heard that song a million times <laughs> and then i had no see that was that my my favorite thing that i did not have streaming for is that it did make me work a little harder for it mm-hmm. just as you had to for you know comparatively yes com- you know compared to now and then whatever and i in a million years never would have predicted streaming that don't think mm-hmm. so who knows what the fuck the kids that are kids now will have by the time gonna, they're in high school and then, then you're gonna be you're you are gonna be like, what in the fuck are you kids talking about? Oh, I just vaped this show. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just swallowed one of these show pills. Mm. <laughs> oh, I have to do a I book have... report on Moby Dick. Hand me your jewel. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness me. <laughs> there's i was so i've been walking i've been in long beach as i mentioned off pod mm-hmm. and uh there are a couple like little islands right off the coast that i think might be man-made but they're just they're like a there's like a tower and then like and it looks kind of like a fort a little bit but it also looks very 70s bond villain lair okay and uh I think I just brought that up because I really like that aesthetic. I feel like there was something <laughs> but now I don't remember. So about wings. Uh. Yes, anyway. <laughs> I gotta tell you, dude, if, speaking of which, if you could put the 90s into a 20 minutes, I mean, this was, like this had everything. Yeah. It had don't rappers have weird names. It had be afraid, be very afraid. It had uh specific uh, 90s Yankees references. Mm-hmm. Like, it, the Ninja Turtles, for the love of God, were referenced. <laughs> it, it, I, I, I was watching this episode, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, I feel like... I almost said, at the beginning, I almost said, hi, I'm Fresh Young Balky B, because that's still my favorite um, primetime sitcom rapper from Perfect Strangers. That was when Balky was a rapper. Gotcha. And Jesus, it I can, why it, it still makes me cringe when I think about it. <laughs> I feel like I have to address this. I don't know if you can hear it, Jimmy, but I feel confident the the recorder can hear it. And if it can't, I uh, apologize for uh, taking up uh, airtime with it. But uh, my, <laughs> no, my 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 sisters, uh, my sister and my brother in law and, and their kid are over upstairs, and uh, I and and my my niece is just. Uh, uh, have have a grand old time, and it's very cute. Uh, and I, I I can just hear her like I don't even know what she's saying, but it's just like a sustained note every now and then. Um, <laughs> That's it's that makes sense because I have just there's been uh, cute kids everywhere I go lately. Oh, is it? Oh, oh, it's you. It's your doing. It's because I had a call with you today. Yes, I do apologize. Well, thank you for this. Visit I should have texted ahead. Thank you for providing this visit for my adorable niece. Oh, yeah, then good. Okay, good. So I'm, not everyone's a fan. 
No, oh, I, 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 I adore cute kids. Me too, speaking which of, is hard for me being a early middle-aged man. <laughs> speaking of cute kids, I think this episode of Wings is the uh, <laughs> most unlikable I've ever found Faye to be. Oh my god, that's I was going to bring that up also. I've and never, I was really hoping they would redeem her a little bit. Never, never before no. in this show would I even think to describe Faye as unlikable. But in this one, I'm like, no, Faye is rather unlikable in this episode. So here's my theory, and it's and it's similar to Eric jumps off of what you brought up earlier when Roy br- expresses his distaste for the national anthem being rapped, and for rap in general, right? I believe he makes his yeah. disdain clear. Yeah. Also, oh. by the way, that would never happen. They ne- nothing like that ever happened. But uh, I think it was right after Roseanne's infamous. Um, national anthem appearance in San Diego, California, by the way, which I'm Ooh. fiercely proud of. Yeah, look at that. Look. Um, at do you that. know what? I'm... Hello. I don't. I do not know. Oh, so in the early, like right around this time, Roseanne, when she was still Roseanne Barr, yeah, um, she sang the national anthem before a Padres game. Okay. And but she did it in her own inimitable, inimitable style. Can you edit that out? Mm-hmm. And she did it, you know, off key and very Roseanne. And then at the end, she grabbed her crotch and spat like a baseball player might. Mm-hmm. And it was a scandal. <laughs> like sixteen point headline. Like people were furious, and I was like. I don't know. How old was I? 13 or 14? I mean, I think that's fine. Maybe it's a little inappropriate to do in front of so many priests, but like. (laughs) Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it doesn't even register to our, you know, our sensibilities today at all. But at the time, dude, it swept the nation. And I got yelled at for not taking it seriously. But my dad. Really? Because it was a lot of, like, my father's a veteran, you know, uh, mm-hmm. people in the – and San Diego is a huge military town, too, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of people's, you know, major problem with it. But also, it was a lot of the same, like, oh, the, you know, very unladylike and all that sort of bullshit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was really – but it was also – honestly, it was also – it wasn't not funny, but in hindsight, I'm like, it's pretty hack. Anyone pushing – unladylike at anything Roseanne Barr has ever done is really yes. just feeding into Roseanne's entire <laughs> right well that's like, what that nobody like I mean she was still early I mean this yeah, is yeah. pretty early it, Roseanne it, it, it just, yeah so, so for a lot of people it might be oh I've never watched that show who is this person yes and um but she like but but the point is it's like there's a part of me that just wants to be like oh do you not get the bit like, that is what that was what I, that was my argument at 14 was like she was clearly it was a bit mm-hmm. you know like yeah people could not people would not sit still for it mm-hmm. uh, that reminds me though when you mentioned the, the the veteran angle and everything i um in i don't remember when in high school i stopped standing for the pledge but i i did stop standing for the pledge at a certain point and i and i of had of course a, you were that kid of that, course i was that kid um, yeah. Well, because I also, because, you know, chanting and recitation, I think, are uh, methods of brainwashing. 
Um, right. And it's a weird thing that our country does. The pledge is weird. Um, no, I don't. I don't disagree at all. I'm, I'm gonna, I did it just because I didn't want to get made. You know, I didn't want to stand out. I'm gonna give you but. two two anecdotes about me not standing for the pledge. Uh, and and one of them is both of them are kind of about how I was a little chicken shit about what I considered to be my values, because um, uh-huh. uh, I had I had one homeroom teacher who in general I really liked, um, but he he was like a, a maybe in his like now that I think back to it probably in his like early to mid thirties he was a veteran, uh, and I didn't stand for the pledge in homeroom one time and he was like. Well, like he like started to talk to me about it, and I like started to make my case, and then he just very loudly kicked the bottom of my desk, like it was like one of those desks with like a metal carriage underneath, uh-huh. and so he just like kicked it so it jumped like two inches in the air and made a really loud noise, and I like scrambled to my feet because I was like, I'm not <laughs> messing with this. It's one day. This is not worth it. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Yeah. And then another, there was another time where I, I happened to be in a guidance counselor's office at that time of morning mm-hmm. uh, when, when the announcements came on and the pledge happened. And I went ahead and stood up uh, and basically my, my, my thought was like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like making this a thing i like this guidance counselor i don't want to yeah I, I i just didn't want to have a conversation about it so i stood up and yeah, and, and did it yeah. but i was like but i am gonna do uh and this shows another level of of course you were that kid mary jane um because <laughs> i was like well i'll stand up and i'll do it but i'm just gonna keep my mouth shut for the under god part uh and what was fun about it is that uh, we both stood up and did it, and then we, and then the teacher also didn't say the under God part, <laughs> or the guidance <laughs> counselor. So it was, it was just the two of us in the room. <laughs> oh, the so it was loud and clear. Yeah, and the door was open, and I was like, I'll just like keep my mouth shut for the under God <laughs> part, and like you know, who, she's not yeah, gonna yeah, care, yeah. but like I don't want to make a whole thing by being like I'm not doing it. Um, and uh, but yeah, but then it was just like the you know. All you heard was the PA for that part. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys do it every day or were supposed to do it every day? We did it every day. Because in my school, we only did it, like, well, when I was in elementary school, we did it every day, as I remember. Well, that's and when they're teaching then, it to you. What's that? That's when they're teaching it to you. Yeah, that was when they're really drilling into us. And they didn't, but when I was in high school, we only did it on Friday weird like it was like we had on friday mornings for like 15 minutes the senior you know like they had had their announcements it was like a weekly thing Mm -hmm. before you go out into the the weekend uh just remember god and country (laughs) well that was obviously by that age i was like oh this is where all the bullshit happens so yeah throw that in there with the rest of the other bullshit yeah absolutely it never it never really felt there was a there was some like jehovah's witnesses in my school and they wouldn't stand because they weren't allowed to i guess Mm -hmm. for their religion and then that was like when it became when the school prayer when the you know that came up shortly after i graduated Mm -hmm. i was like yeah that's why the jehovah's witness kids can't stand up because it's a goddamn prayer yeah also uh... i (laughs) i honestly felt it was more disrespectful of me to stand every time but then like not even pay attention 
or fucking read while while it was going on. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it was almost funnier to do that instead of make a political statement. I'm like, <laughs> what if I just treat it like I'm? It's part of my commute. Like, <laughs> like I'm on the subway, just read it. Uh huh. Or like that, <laughs> like that part in Dogma where the, she's in church and she's just doing her uh, ba- bank balance. Mm-hmm. No, uh, two things that my school did every day, every day of the week from elementary school through high school was um we did the pledge every fucking day and granted yeah if the pledge was a weekly thing i probably would not have been someone who cared enough to be like i'm not standing for this Um, yeah yeah but but as a daily thing i started to be like this is fucking i I, this is dumb this is a waste of time indoctrination yeah yeah um but then also every day uh in my virginia public school we did a moment of silence Every, just in general every day there was a full 60 second minute of silence every morning did, which was did they it is so that kids can pray if they want to ah okay there's not a moment of prayer it's a moment of silence yeah. and they say you can pray you can meditate well, you can just sit there and stare we don't care but there's going to be a moment of silence yeah that was something that we did not have well, because you, you know, you're 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 from a. a that's the mm-hmm. difference between a, a state that was founded on gold and a commonwealth that was founded on tobacco. That's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's obviously. I I, I also regret attempting that prospector voice, and I regret that that's going to no, be in what? the public. Uh, well, I don't know why. Hills. I don't know. I, liked, I regret I doing it a tobacco. second time. <laughs> I don't know. Oh wait, I want the, wait. I had a theory. Yes, I did not get to my theory yet. Yes, tell me your theory. So, in much the same way that Roy was presented to us without comment as just not liking rap music because he's a middle-aged white man in 1992. Yes. So, too, I think we're supposed to not feel bad for joe in this b story because he's the boss yeah i mean it's it, it's just weird the cult i mean here's the thing I, i'm of it a doesn't double work mind. but i think that's what they were going for i'm of a double mind with the roy scenario because mm-hmm. he because on the one hand i really there's a part of me that wishes in general narratively speaking there's a part of me that like it's like yeah it would have been better if, if if you're if the title of this episode is blackout Buggins, but I misread it as Biggins the first time, so I was like, yeah, it's clearly about and Roy. Actually, it and does the say opening Biggins. thing is him disliking rap. There's a part of me that was hoping that this episode would be about uh, grappling with Roy's racism, but... I thought Blackout Biggins of... was going to be his rap name. I thought he was going to be a rapper. Yeah, but uh, but there's a, there's a part of me that wishes that this actually grappled with that, and another part of me goes like, yeah, but Mary Jane, the fact that they took it as like a that's just how it is thing do you really want to hear uh the writers of wings attempt to uh solve <laughs> racism on in primetime television no no i don't i don't the think that it, will help at all that scenario that you concocted though that will be on whatever the 90s version of the wonder years is <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the Wonder Years or 70 Show or the Goldbergs, 
those are the shows where they go, oh, okay, let's examine that cultural phenomenon of that time. So whatever that 90s show, when that finally comes out, mm-hmm. that will be an episode. Their dad... The dad who doesn't understand what Nintendo is is there going already, to have to there go. There already was What's a this? 90s show recently that I uh, wish had not gotten canceled after one season. Really? It's on Netflix. It's only one season. Mm-hmm. It's called Everything mm-hmm. Sucks. Um, oh, okay. It was... I remember that title. It was... I, I really enjoyed it. It was clearly made by some people who were like, we're basically making our own Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. Um, what year does it take is it early 90s i think so it, it also um the show also is like about like this like i i can't i don't remember i think it's freshmen in high school um oh. like the, the the two main characters as i remember it are freshmen in high school and one of them is discovering that she's like kind of queer and uh one of the controversies that i think is actually probably contributed to the show getting canceled is that there's an actor in the show who so the, the the girl who's like grappling with her queerness at one point kisses someone and the actor that she kissed so the actor who plays the freshman in high school was actually freshman in high school aged and the actress that she kissed oh. was like a 20 something playing a teenager and people ah, and people okay. were like, "Oh my god!" And I'm <laughs> like, "It's acting." Um, yeah. I right. I, I I I don't see any problem with a kiss. Maybe if there was like a graphic sex scene, I would. Uh, yeah. I, I would. I would be alarmed. But I. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm a out of touch elder queer at this point. But I just <laughs> don't care. And I. Uh, Smart or, enough or, to know my opinion does not matter. Or maybe if the child in the scenario, like, felt, gave any indication of being like, I was pushed into this thing I wasn't comfortable with, I would be like, that's, sure, a, that's a sure. fucking problem. But I don't know yes. of that, and I, I don't know. I, there's, there's a, I, I remember watching it going, oh yeah, they, it, it's like one of those moments where it's like a backlit kiss where like the only part of their body that's touching is their lips. At least that's how I remember it. I mean, that seems pretty chaste. Yeah, I, I, I remember it being pretty chaste. And I'm sure if we had more than one listener, someone would find it and correct me on this. I want to rewatch this show actually now because I, because I want to form my opinion again, but I'm going to try to make a note of it because I don't have Netflix anymore, but as soon as season two of I Think You Should Leave comes out, I will have it again. Oh, that makes sense. For at least a month or so, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would definitely take a period during that month to just shotgun this show. It's like 10, 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. But, I uh, finally watched the first five episodes of WandaVision. Oh, I watched. I've only watched the first like two or three. He didn't like. I thought the sitcom thing would would. No, I did like. I just um. I've got other shit going on right now. No, you know, I kind of feel the same way though. Like people have been up my ass since the show started to watch it, and then I finally did, and I'm like, well, okay, I don't know why you guys were. It's great. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know why you guys are so far up my ass about. It. I mean, I'm also I'm told that season that season four episode four. Uh, is when the actual plot of the show like really yes. starts, 
Um, yeah, that's right. And I did not get to episode four and my take in the first three episodes, which means I, I just didn't listen to my friend Chris Hatami, uh, right. because he says episode four is when the show becomes what it is. Um, <laughs> but I watched the first three episodes and I was like, I don't... I feel like this show is is doing half of two bits mm-hmm. uh, where they're like simultaneously being like, okay, well, if we do this, like if we parody a different like classic sitcom every episode and then we also do a different vague Lost-esque uh, what's going on here bit, mm-hmm. uh, then maybe we don't need an actual plot. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, if you're just judging by those three episodes, but yeah. I am. I don't know, I if, you know, I don't know if you heard. The, I, well, I don't know if you heard, but episode four is when the plot starts. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I, I, I also have started. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm about six or seven weeks now into. Um, Steve and I are watching through the MCU in timeline order. Right. And so uh, tonight we're watching the Avengers um oh, okay and uh yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> anywho uh anywho the mcu is the new star trek um yeah at least in uh sorry i, I read a thing where apparently judy greer was like if you're an actor in hollywood you're gonna be in the mcu eventually because they're making like half of movies now <laughs> and i've heard people talk about star trek similarly not that star trek was half of all acting jobs but like if you are right. an actor you're, you're eventually going to be in an episode of some star trek thing yeah 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 that makes sense i like that though yeah i like that too <clears throat> it's neat I, I I I I might break my uh my timeline order to watch uh the Winter Soldier and the Falcon though. I, I think I would prioritize Winter Soldier and the Falcon over uh Wanda and Vision. Yeah. I just I'm I've just I'm I've never been particularly uh stricken by Wanda or Vision as characters. Yeah, you know the weird thing to me, because um, they were big when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like in the eighties, and then in the comics, mm-hmm. and in, in the nineties, especially by like the mid nineties, when superheroes in general were kind of falling out of favor a little bit, they kind of went by the wayside, and then all the stuff that they're using for WandaVision, a lot of it was from stuff from like the early 2000s and that was when she started getting popular in comics again and so she's been scarlet witch and vision have always been kind of like a big deal Mm -hmm. so that i think that might be part of like i how much i like wandavision but i'm also like oh are you guys just now getting into these characters (laughs) (laughs) not not to be like oh above it all but it is so like I think that's also another reason I think I'm I'm kind of not rushing to watch all this all these TV shows is because it is kind of that um, territorial nerd thing where everyone's like coming to me wanting to know oh did did they get this right and what's different from this like hey why don't you read the goddamn comic books for thirty years like I have. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
I mean, I've been wanting to talk about this shit for years, and now because it's on TV, you guys want to talk? Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> it shouldn't this take the brothers for you to want to bond with me. <laughs> it's been another episode of Cranky Old Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary Jane French, what do you give this very 90s episode of Wings? I give this one... I mean, this one okay, I, I do have to shout out what was probably the not just the best bit of this episode but the best bit in a while like i want to say the best bit of the season so far but we're only four episodes deep so that's not like a huge right, pool no. but but um <laughs> so so the plot of this episode we haven't done the summary yet roy uh says that he could do the national anthem better than this rapper brian manages to set that up through some vague connection to someone who works uh-huh. for the red sox <laughs> PR. um Roy goes to do it, and he passes out the first time he does it. And then he uh, gets a redo, and he uh, and he does it, and it, and it goes fine. Um, well, sort of. His mic cuts out when, when he does the high note. He tries to prove that he can do the high note, and then he gets dragged off the field by security. But, blah, blah. Wah, wah, wah. but in between the two times... When the news is using the clip of Roy passing out a bunch to do, like, dumb jokes. Uh, that they... was also a very accurate representation of sports guys in the 90s on the news. Yes. And they rem- they recall a Bruins fan who fell face first on the ice. And, like, that wasn't half as funny as this. And they used that clip for months. The guy, uh-huh. the guy got so fed up with people teasing him that his wife left him. He lost his job. And he eventually had to move out of state. And Antonio had a good bit there where he was like, he like kind of raised his eyebrows at Roy, implying like, you, you see, maybe you should just cut to that. Um, no, he said, he said, hint, hint. Yes, he did say hint, hint. Sorry, I <laughs> thought I was thought that, but um, he did, he did say that out loud. Um, but then he, but then Lowell gets the best line because Roy goes, well, that's not going to happen to me. And Lowell just goes, because your wife already left you. <laughs> yeah, rare, rare jab from Lowell. Unless that was more of like an innocent Lowell. I think, I think all of Lowell's jabs are Lowell being innocent. Yeah, I guess so. so. And like being earnest. Yeah. Yeah. From the mouths of babes. From the mouths of babes, but that—that's a great bit. But overall, I give this episode. I would, I would give this episode a six, but because of that bit, I'll give it a seven. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Because I'm gonna give it an Go episode ahead. that makes Faye unlikable is is hard. That's true. I understand what you mean, but I'm giving it an eight because uh, I felt very much a twelve-year-old. When also, I guess I would have been 14 when this episode aired. Is it like fall of 92? Something like that. Yeah. So I would have been just starting 10th grade. Oh, Jim J. Oh, I was so cute. You should have seen me. I should have. I should have. With my Atlanta Hawks baseball cap and my X-Men comics. Hey, guys, wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on with this batch, Jim Jam. Let's do. Onward and upward, baby. Well, sort of. <laughs> let's go watch Stacked. Okay. Bye. Bye.